Janitorial Manager presents the Business of Cleaning podcast, the podcast that brings you the information you need to be successful in the cleaning industry. The Business of Cleaning podcast provides in-depth interviews with successful personalities from the commercial cleaning industry, as well as discussing the trending topics that matter to you and your organization. Welcome into the Business of Cleaning podcast, your number one source for information on the commercial cleaning industry. We release new episodes monthly live from the Janitorial Manager Studio in Toledo, Ohio. I'm Tim Clagg, the Marketing Communications Specialist here at AA Solutions and your host of the Business of Cleaning podcast. This month, we're talking with Chris Cunningham, Client Employee Relations Manager, and Rachel Moyer. HR safety officer and employee relations from Imperial Cleaners, which has been around for over 20 years in Nova Scotia, Canada. Thank you both for joining me here. I'm really looking forward to diving in some of the conversation that we have for our listeners in this episode. Cool, Jim. Thanks for having us. We really appreciate it. Well, Chris, I want to start with you right away. Made a career change uh, when the world changed and uh, things as we know it uh, kind of turned upside down in 2020 during the pandemic. Of course, you had worked previously in the marketing consulting background, and then you found a home uh, right here at Imperial Cleaner starting as a cleaner. What was that journey like for you first getting started in the industry? Sure. So my um, initial background um, was in like youth sport and fitness is kind of like what I did. So I would, um, kind of go around and oversee people's like rosters and teams and practices and things like that. And just like offer them like different suggestions. Now, obviously when, you know, we landed in this like three year long pandemic, you know, what I was normally used to doing on a weekly basis, I wasn't able to do. So they were doing a bit of stuff like behind the screens with zoom and all that, but I was really just like at home for the first bit of the pandemic, like, um, on my own. Mm -hmm. So my mom, um, who is the current operations manager for Imperial, um, and we'll kind of get into the family stuff a little bit mm -hmm. later, but my mom, yeah. who's the, the current <laughs> operations manager for Imperial, sent me a text one day and she was like, I know you're at home. I know you're probably already cleaning your own house. What do you think about coming to do a couple shifts for me? I need some coverage. We're really short right now. So I started covering for her at like a really beautiful building um, on the Halifax waterfront. I don't know if you're familiar, but it's um, our, our like Nova Scotia power building. So I started covering their really beautiful building, but it was like at 25% capacity. So, you know, you're getting into like the nitty gritty, the deep cleaning, all that stuff. And I was really enjoying it. It was actually really relaxing. I wasn't having to, you know, respond to, um, a bunch of different clients all the time and this and that like I was actually just you know podcast on like cleaning and just really enjoying my time mm -hmm. so it was a really nice transition but then as we came out of the pandemic and people started coming back into the office and you know the checklist got a little bit bigger I started to see places in which um, Imperial as a company could kind of work their practices a little mm -hmm. bit better to get even stronger and then as we re-entered into like um, you know 2021 and then 2022 um, I had come to my aunt and uncle and said, I think that I could be useful on an office level. So that's kind of how that transition happened. And what was the biggest thing too, that you went through it there, you got firsthand experience as a cleaner that resonated with you that 
you thought, you know what, I, I can add value here. I can help expand what has already been a successful uh, company for, at that time, around 17 years or so. So what, what, what transpired that where you said, I kind of want to make this, uh, make a little bit of a career change after the pandemic? So one thing that I was doing when I was at Nova Scotia Power was the, the um, lead, like the supervisor, she was, um, she was like a midday supervisor. So she came in around like the two o'clock mark and then she finished at the night shift, but there was no one really taking like a client lead during the day when there was like, you know, our contract um, person was, was there. So I would come just go to their desk and check in and say, is there anything extra you guys need today? I know that, you know, people are softly coming back into the office. So, and then I was like, okay, there might be like a, um, we might be missing the link between the cleaner and the client. Mm-hmm. Then um, I was, I, with kind of like the the marketing bit that I did and the consulting bit, I was like, there's some communication that's missing here as well, as well as some like virtual and social media presence. So that's where I kind of came to my aunt and uncle and I said, I think that I could insert myself here. And I also, um, I have a management background too. So I did a lot of like retail management um, and things like that. And I was like, you know, maybe I could create a role that would be, you know, suitable for what we need here at the office. And evolve that role into, you know, meeting a bunch of different needs. So I do like communications and, you know, I help communication with like, like our supervisors and our clients. Mm-hmm. And then I also do hiring and things like that. I help Rachel often with like emails that she needs for HR stuff. So it's yeah, kind of evolved. Of yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and Rachel, you've been in the industry working for Imperial for over a decade. Um, take us through the growth that you have seen this company go through because, you know, uh, you're, you're great in stature, 300 employees, but a lot of people get a misconception and, you know, don't really uh, understand that you guys are actually a smaller company despite having 300 people. And how did your, uh, you started as a cleaner as well. How did that experience, Rachel, help you as well firsthand be able to relate to um, cleaners in the future once you got in your current role? I guess in regards to that, I feel like, you know, working in the industry, like physically going out and cleaning um, and having to, I guess, interact again with interact with like clients and stuff like that. Um, You just get like a better understanding versus being out there and doing it versus just like being in here in the office. Um, I'm very hands-on, I feel like in regards to many things. So being able to, again, physically do the work versus like my, my mom, I guess per se, has never actually gone out and done any sort of cleaning. So sometimes when she's talking about, you know, buildings and what people have to do, she has no understanding of like the daily tasks that people actually have to go through to maintain the building and like how much work it actually does take and like how much labor you have to go through to actually like, you know, complete the job. Um, and complete it with quality. Like, with yeah, there, it's, it's definitely like a very um, physically demanding job. So I guess like that aspect of it and just like, I feel like people don't appreciate janitors, if you will. Um, so I feel like just, again, having that background made me appreciate them a lot more. And I guess not using that word, what's another, like a... Like having like like an appreciation for someone who's out there on the job and like right. really having that job experience has allowed both of us to, you know, it do a better job. Yeah, in a lot of ways, like even from like an HR perspective, um, 
the people that we hire, um, just seeing like, I guess how they live their day-to-day life versus how we do. Um, and just like, and it literally the, the list goes on of how it's impacted me and how, how I'm able to like converse with people that, you know, work for us versus I'm sure if I wasn't actually in the field itself would be completely different. 100%. And, and I'm sure too, both you guys starting as cleaners has allowed you to kind of sympathize and understand some right. of those challenges, right? Because not everything is going to ever go perfect in any job. You're going to have some things kind of creep up or whether it's an equipment issue for that day or something, you guys have understood. You guys understand you be there. So that's one aspect that certainly I think uh, you guys could definitely and, and, and definitely do relate to your cleaners is that sympathy well and like i was we were laughing before we logged on here even like laughing with tim before we logged on because so i went out to do a client check-in today you know like i try to like either send like a quick email or circulate with our clients and just say like how are your services how are things going so i had set up a meeting yesterday to go and check one of the one of our clients who's they're about an hour from us so we want to pay attention to them because they're not seen every single day like Mm -hmm. a lot of our sites so I set up a meeting and I was going to go out there and, and visit with them. And then, you know, I showed up and our cleaning technician wasn't there. Um, so what do you do? I mean, the, the, you, you, the option is you who already has the experience can, can grab the products, can go ahead and get the job done and hold the integrity of the company, or you can just, you know, call it in. And in that moment, I was like, okay, well, we're going to get this done. We're going to make sure that all these garbages are emptied, that the client has trust and faith in us because at the end of the day, we can do the job and we will do the job. Um, And I think that being a family run company, you know, going up to that store manager in that moment saying, listen, I'm going to cancel our meeting because I want to take care of your site first and then we can meet after um, provides them with an added layer of trust to say these people like, you know, even when there are deficiencies or there's issues, we're going to attack it. We're not going to wait. We're going to attack it. Mm -hmm. So that was just like, like, we really do have that experience, you know, right on the floor. And that just shows to also 2023 more than ever customer client relations. I mean, that's so important. You were in a pinch literally in that situation and you were able with your prior background, able to help nurture that relationship and and complete the task. And that kind of goes along with a question I have for you. Everybody's facing the same issue right now, which is of course, retention and how understanding uh, are customers right now? Obviously they understand that the job needs done first and foremost, but in that situation, you solve that problem. So how much uh, sympathy are, 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 uh, customers having uh, when a problem or a situation like that does arise. Do you want this one? I. <laughs> we have a lot of different clients. Yeah. A I was going to say it depends on the clients. Some are, mm-hmm. some aren't, some aren't at all. Um, and they're just like, you know, they want somebody there and they want right. them there now. Whereas other people, you know, they'll give us, a day or two um, and work alongside of us and be understanding. But I feel like more than 50% of them really don't. We have a pretty good relate. Like we, again, we try um, to have a really good relationship with them and, and, you know, make sure that we're on site when we need to be, and also have a really good relationship with our cleaning technicians too. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if you're down a team member, then you're probably going to need some, you're probably gonna need someone to step in in some way. Yeah. Um, 
so I think as long as, you know, you're open and you're, you know, you're forward thinking um, and you let the client know, like, this is what's up, but don't worry, we got you, then you're okay. It's those moments when, when the client does, when you're not communicating with the client and when there isn't a cleaning technician there that right. we get our, that, you know, that's where the trouble occurs. And that's where you have to like think fast and on your toes. Having that adaptability is so important, uh, especially in that situation. Uh, one of the unique things that you both share is you both work with your parents um, on the job. So, Rachel, it, interesting. You've been around this for a while. You, you, your parents are in the industry. Uh, what has it been like working with your family, having that bond, growing that trust in a different environment than the home environment, the work environment? It's been good. We definitely have our challenges. Um, I would say on a weekly basis, <laughs> but uh, we definitely work through them. And I mean, I love it. I love coming to work with obviously Chris and my cousin um, and my aunt and then my parents. Um, and my uncle also works on another job site that we have um, and my brother. Yep. So we, I, we all have a really good relationship. Thank God. Um <laughs> And I feel like we're, we're pretty good. We, I feel like we all work together pretty well. Um, and we all, we definitely have good, I shouldn't say good communication, but it's good. The communication is good. Yeah. Just like when we have a meeting, there's a, like, there's a lot of like action items and the thing about, and, and I think this is like, so in our company, there are like our management team splits in half mm -hmm. because Rachel, myself and Jacob all come from kind of like, um, you know, a background of like, like we're, you know, we're talking like inclusive, inclusivity training in, mm -hmm. in our, in our supervisor meetings. And we're talking about um, how do you, how to leverage technology to do a better job for our clients. And, and then on the other side of that, we have my mom who functions with email, a quick text and a phone call, which there's nothing wrong with those things, but just we're, we work in different layers. Yeah. So that's where the real, that's where that divide comes in is that we're, we both sides of that work differently. And sometimes it can feel like old generation, new generation, and we're trying to meld that together. And that can be, that can be the biggest pain point, I think is just that we're given a list of paper of all these things that we need to tackle and all the places that we need to hire for. Yeah. And we're then creating like, you know, tactical ways to be mm -hmm. able to achieve those things and having our own individual meetings, because sometimes, again, the understanding of hiring and firing in 2023 isn't yeah. the same as it was 23 right. years ago. We took so, right. a big meeting and then, and then we had a meeting. Like, meeting. Okay, yeah. we're going to have a meeting now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris, when you started here at Imperial, Imperial, your mom has been working here. She has more experience. How did that kind of help you? Uh, getting used to a new f situation and familiar and up to speed with everything. Okay. So I actually worked for the company when I was in university in a front desk role back when Rachel was like still in like high school. So I was mm -hmm. working and I did it for like a spring and a summer um, during, no, maybe, it was, maybe it was like my first year of university or something. I, w I know I was younger and I was just doing, I did cold calls at the time. I did, I helped with some billing stuff. I did inventory and just like really basic front desk stuff. Um, just cause my aunt and uncle had a need for someone to be at the front desk, but this was like a while ago. So I had like maybe one foot, like, like a little bit of an idea of what it would be like. Now the company has since grown to be much bigger with like probably double the employees at this point. Yeah. So stepping back into it in an office role, 
um, was a bit like courage under fire because we were trying to determine what my role was going to be here while also learning how to work with Rachel's laughing, also <laughs> learning how to work with our current clients and cleaners and introduce new systems, protocols, procedures, upgrade a little bit. Um, but I did have kind of an indicator from my mom because she also came from a management background where she worked alongside my aunt Rachel's mom, her sister. So when they switched over into this industry, um, I would hear a lot about like things that were going on in her own personal challenges. Staffing, I don't think is ever not going to be a challenge in this industry ever. ever. Right. I think it's always going to be a challenge and always going to be something that, and I think everyone out there who's listening to this, like from a, you know, whether you're a company owner, you're an operations manager, like whatever that looks like, I think you can all agree that like, you're going to have staffing challenges all the time in this industry. Um, and it's just a matter of how you manage them. And I think that what I saw from my mom's perspective was how she was managing them and then how we could take what she was doing, creating these really loyal relationships with her people. Mm -hmm. Cause she has this like, it's funny, but she has this like core group of people yeah. who like will do any, will, will help her in any way. And she will help them in any way. One of the biggest pain points hiring, making sure you have the right candidate. So let's talk about finding that right candidate. Certain things you guys are looking for, reliability, transportation. How have those sort of things kind of affected uh, your operations and how you are hiring in 2023? The beauty of a podcast and filming live is that our office dog, <laughs> yeah, she just got a little fired up over that question. So Wanted a cameo, wanted a cameo. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> we, we thought she was going to make one. So, um, okay. So we are diving back into hiring okay. again. Yeah, and trying to find the perfect candidate. Oh. Is there a perfect candidate? I think, I think, like, I, that's a great question. I mean, I think that. I, in my personal opinion, if I, if I'm doing an interview on someone and I just get like a really like good East Coast vibe from them, because th this is a real thing out here on the East Coast, like yeah, you get a I real just, East Coast energy then I'm like, whether you have like three cleaning companies on your resume or zero, we can teach you how to clean. In mm -hmm. fact, that's our job. Our, like Rachel and I are here to coach you, to get right. you set up to go out and clean. But if you just, you might have seven different cleaning companies on your resume, but no real like trust or integrity behind you, then you're probably not gonna be the right candidate for us at this company. And one of the things that we talked about, one of the challenges you're facing is having to go outside Nova Scotia to, to find quality candidates. So when did you guys kind of see that shift when maybe in the past you had been able to get quality candidates, you know, pretty much right there in Nova Scotia versus now in 2023? Well, we're going to have to think outside the box and, you know, find people outside of the area. I feel like ever since the pandemic really is when things kind of took a, a downward spiral, if you will, mm -hmm. um, here, we're not like a big province in general. So I guess, I don't know where all the people went, but. And a very community based mm -hmm. province too. I was just saying that to someone this morning, like we're, yeah. we're a very community based province. So, you know, we, it's funny, you like, you can like, you can hire someone and then one of our other cleaners is like, oh, well, I work with that person over here and you might right. want to watch, like, you know what I mean? So like 
you it's very tight tight knit yeah and even like i feel like in the industry itself like there's everybody knows everybody if you will um whether like you know they cleaned with them for a different cleaning company or or whatever the case may be um but yeah i feel like since since probably the pandemic is when we we noticed that we really need to start you know branching out and either pulling you know hiring people from elsewhere um we did try and reach out to different um hiring companies that nova scotia works i just i just sent them off an email to say like we you know again some of those contracts that are outside of like the general like you know city peninsula Mm -hmm. um, we need your help because obviously like what we're doing we're not attracting the right candidates so yeah you know and sometimes you need to reach out and use your resources um but definitely the pandemic we we saw well, was, I mean, that's what it I was came really on. huge. Yeah. Like it really, it. I don't want to say detrimental, but like it really was, and not just for us, like not even just for the cleaning industry. I feel like for all, all yeah, all hmm. around, like Nova Scotia in general, everyone here is looking for everything from yeah. an employee to a supervisor to a manager. Like everywhere as you go, you see signs of you know, everyone needs help. And the thing is with the pandemic too, and this is really unique to our industry. Um, is the thing with the pandemic. So like, you know, you had your your drive-through window that was open. Okay, well, you know what? If you've got like, if, if your staff gets cut off by 50%, you're really, you're you're managing a drive-through window or you're managing a, you know, a small store where we're taking stuff outside. Um, we're taking stuff outside to meet your clients. Mm-hmm. With us during the pandemic, like in this industry, and I heard about, I heard from other people when we were at a conference last year, everyone wanted double the cleaners for the people that were in the office, double the cleaners, double the sanitization practices. Mm-hmm. But in in the same breath, people were going off because they were nervous about the pandemic. So your client wants double the work from you, double the employees, extra sanitization practices, and then they want, um, and then there's no, but there's no one to to bring in. Right. Right. Highlight the link between employee quality and customer satisfaction. Obviously, your employees are the ones that are going to be out on the site, out at a particular building day to day, the ones being seen in front of the customers. So it's key for those employees on site to build the trust, expand that relationship and continue to to, to build upon that. So Rachel and I what, two summers ago, built this, like, this supervisor training. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, a, an onboarding for supervisors. So, basically, um, that training, obviously, it, it has, like, the fundamental stuff. It has, like, the the health and safety, how to do an inspection, all that sort of thing. But, honestly, one thing that I can say, and I don't, and people that are listening might disagree, but you don't need to be the best cleaner mm-hmm. to have the best relationship with your client if you if if your client likes likes the cleaning staff and respects the cleaning staff like genuinely likes them that cleaner will have a job until they retire because people in the east coast create a great connection a great trust with their cleaner and they don't want that person to go anywhere there's so many times that we have tried to like transfer someone we're like this person is amazing they would be so well suited in this new role that we have We'll give you a dollar fifty, two dollars, three dollars more, 
and they just want to stay here because they love the people they work around yeah and they're building and the people even in their building don't want them to leave like right. we have so many people that are like you're wow. not keeping the cleaner yeah 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 <laughs> no <laughs> that's interesting i think i need to yeah <laughs> it's gonna benefit them it's gonna benefit us and they're like no you're not taking my cleaner and, right. and what do you think that reason what do you think that reason is just once you establish a relationship, you're used to that continuity, that familiar face, and you can go to a person if you have a problem. Is it is it it's harder to build that trust with somebody new? Maybe. Um, yeah, I, I feel like it all like some of it doesn't even come down to like, you know, how good of a cleaner they are. It literally just comes down to the fact that they built a relationship with this mm -hmm. person. Um, again, as humans, I don't think a lot of us like change in general. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It can be I, very, yeah. it can be very reassuring to show up to your office space or your workplace every day and see the same, you know, the, the same cleaner that's been with you for like for the last five years and, and check in with them. Hey, how was your weekend? And we, and you know, we somewhat encourage that because we want Absolutely. our cleaner to create, you know, a, a relationship with the people they work with, because while we might not be on the same team we're still a team. We're still contracted to come in and clean your space and do a great job for you. Because at the end of the day, like it can be a very thankless job. Yeah. So right. when that relationship is there and they feel that, you know, they feel that the work that they're doing is valuable. Um, they want to stay, you know, it's not, it's not even about money. It's about relationships. It's about, you know, going in and, and making personal connections and we encourage it. We're talking with Chris Cunningham, client employee relations manager and Rachel Moyer. HR safety officer and employee relations from Imperial Cleaners in Nova Scotia, Canada. A few years ago, you guys kind of found yourself like a lot of people um, all over the world, uh, struggling to find those quali quality candidates. So it's still a challenge right now, still dealing, still adapting. How have you guys um, changed your procedures? Because I know you said the two of you guys have several meetings um, throughout the course of the week. What have you guys done to kind of step outside the box a little bit to help alleviate and resolve some of that issue that you guys have been having? So Tim, just to clarify, do you mean like the different practices or like things that we've done to like find different candidates? Correct. Like I know one of the things uh, you guys are very impactful on your social media efforts and um, looking at that, you guys have uh, a great following and it looks like you guys use that as a great tool to attract, uh, to, to, to attract new candidates. Um, I would say yes, that that's definitely a useful, useful part of, of trying to bring, um, actually not even just candidates but like clients as well mm. marketing getting, exposure yeah getting yeah. your name in regards to that um one thing that so one thing that rachel and i did recognize was so it's people aren't walking in to be honest someone did 30 minutes just, ago walk in with a resume <laughs> which again but like mostly people aren't walking into your store right exactly anymore so it's a matter of how you can attract people um, and right now the workforce for the most part is around our age. Um, if they're looking to like, you know, get into like a, you know, a cleaning technician position or like a professional position and hold it down for years to come um, so that they can hopefully retire. Um, they're on Instagram. They're on, um, they're looking for digital platforms. They're on our website. So we moved a lot of our stuff there, um, yeah. but using so one thing, so we've got a couple of those sites that we talked about that are like outside of like the general like city limit. And 
we have started using Facebook community groups. So yeah. we'll, we'll post like, you know, and it's free. It's absolutely free. It doesn't cost us anything mm-hmm. to be able to go on there from our Facebook platform and post like, um, Hey, you know, Hey, Muscadabit community, we're reaching out to you to see if you can suggest, um, you know, a really great candidate for mm-hmm. this new site or this new contract that we're reopening. Reach out to us, you know, Rachel or Chris at imperialcleaners.ca. And funny enough, we'll often get um, a resume or two back. Yeah. And they're normally pretty good candidates too, because they're referred by the community. Other than that, I feel like I'm doing like employee incentives as well, like mm-hmm. reaching out to our employees and just saying like, hey, if you know somebody or, um, or you know, a relative, anything, a friend, a, an old coworker, um, if they, you know, stay X amount mm-hmm. of time, we will we'll give you some sort of employee incentive to, to you know, show appreciation i guess um and and try and like retain people that way and it actually has worked it has worked yeah it's worked quite a few times um here and up in uh, new brunswick as well and if people are seeing those ads on that facebook posting they're going to look you guys up on instagram you know i uh, i've i've looked at your guys and i think you guys do a great job highlighting showcasing your employees and that goes a long way, especially with somebody that is looking for employment to see that appreciation, that value, um, that goes a long way. So that, that way they can a feel that pride and go back and share it on their social media with their friends, family or whatever, and, you know, feel like they're belonging. Cause sometimes I, I think that, um, empo- uh, employers don't really notice those things. So would you say that's a strategy that you guys have really encompassed here uh, in the, recently? It's not like tactical. It's just, we really like, we really feel for our people to do a great job for us. Right. So I wrote one of our new supervisors and you do it a lot too. Like I wrote one of our new supervisors the other day and just said, you know, thank you so much for handling that. Like super proud of you kind of stepping into your own power and your own voice and making that happen. So that Rachel and I didn't have to take that on. Like mm-hmm. I, we trust you and I need you to know that we trust you with the site. So anything that you shift around or that you make happen, like we're, we're, we trust you and we're proud of you. She wrote me back and she's like, you don't know how much that means to me. I've had a really challenging life. Yeah. And to hear that the two of you are proud of the moves that I'm making mm-hmm. is really important to me. And like yeah. that, and like that, you know, that's someone that we're going to have around for a long time. And that is not, that's not incentivized. It's not tactical. It is no. literally just humanity right. being a nice Genuine. person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel like we do that often for, you know, I will definitely say like some, sometimes people go unnoticed and it's not obviously purposeful. Um, sometimes we just get so busy in here that, um, you know, people don't get recognized as much as they should, but that's definitely something that I know that we in particular, um, and your mom actually really strive to try and like, remember whether it's a gift card or like, thank you. Just, just a thank, thank you. you. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Anything just to say like, Hey, we notice you, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. The thing that I've been doing lately when I'm sending out my like, um, employee emails or my supervisor emails is just to remind them like at the bottom of our, you know, my email, I'll just say like, thank you so much for your hard work. We appreciate everything you do both for our company and for mm-hmm. the client, because that little like sentence, mm-hmm. like that goes a long way because again, I said it earlier, it can be a really thankless job. 
our job can be a, the complaint department for you know five days yeah. out of the week. Yeah. Hey, our yeah. toilet's dirty. Hey, our this garbage in this one room didn't get emptied. And complaint, complaint, complaint. And then we're and then of course as the complaint department we're sending those complaints back to the the supervisors or the, the employees to say can you go and take care of this and then they need to be reminded like hey but I also appreciate that you took care of that and the next time that you know the end of the month rolls around and you want to have like a pizza party give us a call Rachel's great for that like give us a call you know imperial has an integrity and a and a respect in the industry especially when you are around for 20 plus years you're doing a lot of things right while you guys are looking for employees how do you make sure that a candidate will uphold those values that represents your guys company standards when you are selecting a uh, potential client uh, custom potential employee so we both do hiring mm -hmm. We both kind of follow like a similar protocol. We have like a, a kind of a questionnaire um, that was built and it just, it, it kind of starts with like learning about the candidate first and then we dive into their work history because if you just go straight into the work history, it's like, okay, well, I, you know, you worked here, you worked there. Great. Great. <laughs> yeah. But what we want to know more about them and that's, I think, well, that we keep coming back to that theme, right? learning more about the candidate and then about what they can offer us versus what they worked through or worked on if that makes any sense like um and one of the other things that i started to layer in and it's not on this questionnaire is i actually like ask three to four self-evaluation questions so consistency is key for us so like you know if you were to rank yourself out of 10 how consistent would you say you are like in your life like are you know if you're if you're a 10 out of 10 to consistency probably means you're going to show up most often mm -hmm. which makes our lives way easier How's your communication? Because we're not going to be able to see you every single day. We just can't. We just like, we just can't. If you're an hour and a half away from our office, we have to schedule that time. So can you communicate with us right. if you don't have the proper equipment, if you don't have the proper supplies? And if your communication skills are a four to 10, this might not work out if you're really far away. So a little bit of self-reflection and people, people have a hard time, I think, being dishonest when they're reflecting on themselves, or if they are being dishonest, you can really feel it. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell right away. <laughs> I'm a little, okay, so I came in here, because Rachel's been doing the hiring here for like double the time that I have. So I came in and I'm like, I'm really optimistic. Everything's great. Everyone's great. This person's wonderful. They're going to be lovely. And then, but I, I, I guess, the more that you work with um, folks, the more you can really just get like a, like a heart and soul feeling of whether or not they're going to be the right fit for your company. And I think we say that as like our company, yeah, not any company because there's, there's a company out there for everyone, but we are looking for someone very specific and they have to lead with like honesty, trust, integrity, and they mm -hmm. have to be uh, at the core, like consider the family values that we bring to the mm -hmm. table. Successful onboarding programs go a long way. We're seeing more and more companies, whether it's in this industry or just overall in the workforce, money being spent on the proper training, coming in, building, making sure that uh, people are prepared and set up for success. I know you guys have developed your own onboarding process. Can you tell us and let our listeners know what that process looks like uh, for you guys when somebody comes in day one, when you guys get them up to speed? Did you want the blooper reel or the real video? <laughs> <laughs> Either or. 
Well, we actually just did a big training video um, the other week um, to, I guess, help, well, help with many things. Um, just try and, I guess, get all of our protocols and how we want things to run and what we expect from everyone um, when we are doing our hiring, <clears throat> um, especially from like a safety perspective as well. Um, there's quite a bit of paperwork that people have to do and be knowledgeable of before going to the work site. Mm -hmm. So they know if like, you know, an incident happens or um, whatever the case may be and, and know our, you know, our safety handbook and, and what our expectations are um, as a company. Mm -hmm. So Chris's actually great idea was to do this, we, this yeah. video. Well, we're just, okay. So we're, so we're bringing people in. We're spending 30 minutes on their intake information. Yeah. Then we're spending another 30 minutes on setting them up in our timekeeping app. Okay, mm -hmm. so perfect. now you have those two things. Next, we've got to go over hazard assessment with you and what you should expect on your first day. That's a 20-point checklist. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there, let's say there's another 30 minutes. Yeah, cool. it's definitely time-consuming. Yeah. Then, then we run them through their site supervisor, where to go, what to expect, like everything. So what we did was we took these like layers of paperwork. Bullet points and... and put it into like a five minute video that's really digestible and it's actually really visual and very nice. Yeah. Um, and they can click the link and they know before they even walked onto their site, what they can expect. You know, we use some like really like whether it's this site over here, this one here, wherever we use the same cleaning techniques for nearly all of our sites, especially when it comes to like restroom cleaning. So being able to show them, okay, we use a three, you know, a three colored rag system to prevent cross contamination and things like that. Those are things that they already know before they even meet their supervisor. Mm -hmm. They already have a bit of knowledge. So if they're brand new to us and they've never cleaned before, they at least know what to expect. And sometimes if we're doing like a Zoom interview like this or a phone interview, mm -hmm. they may not ever meet us before they start at their site. So this gives them a visual. This is Rachel. This is Chris. If I need to call for this I'm going to call Rachel. If I need mm -hmm. to call for this, mm -hmm. I'm going to call Chris. But they at least know who we are before. Put a face for a name. Uh, right. Because so, yeah. it, 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 for a bit, it felt like really um, informal and like we were just a bot. And, but we're like, hey, we're this family, like blah, blah, blah. But like we're this bot behind a, a, a text message or a screen or an email. Yeah. So this created a more personal, like. A, yeah, a personal approach. Yeah. For sure. How do you guys, in coming up with this video, how do you identify when somebody's been here, let's say, 90 days with you guys? How do you guys identify when, okay, they've been here, they understand X, Y, and Z, but now there might be a need for a little bit more in-depth training uh, for some of those existing employees? Uh, what? How do you guys identify that? And then what do you do to kind of expand upon that training? I feel like safety training, like, um, you know, getting them WMS certified, um, anything to do with like janitorial infectious control, um, first aid, stuff like that um, are things that we would offer to people who, you know, have proven their longevity, if you will. Yeah. Um, so we're not just forking out money mm -hmm. to people that are here for a day or two. <laughs> so I did the math on this the other day because what me and my mom did the math on it. So in order to hire, so if let's say that we do a new hire between Rachel and my time, the trainer's time, we normally have to send off things for like 
criminal back checks, fingerprints, things like that. And then actually getting them through their two on-site training shifts costs about for the company between four and $500 to onboard a new employee in company time, investment in certificates and things that they need, and then actually getting them on site. So when we're talking about training certificates like Rachel was like infectious control and like things that they want to upgrade, we will put it out. Like we hosted a supervisor training a while back and two people showed up. Um, they were like, we really want to go to the next level. If you're going to tell us that you want something and that you want to take your training to the next level, it's pretty likely that when Rachel takes it to, you know, her mom or her dad, mm-hmm. they're going to do it. Absolutely. Employee engagement retention programs have been in the work, uh, taken the workforce by storm here in the last couple of years. Uh, what are some incentives that you guys have seen success in that you offer your employees? Uh, because that that area, I feel like, is pretty uh, important uh, as far as retention seen. Um, what companies do? We mentioned the uh, social media campaign and, and just the overall appreciation appreciation there. I know you have the the gold shirts. I, I've seen those on social media as well, where yeah. that's kind of like a bragging right in in your guys' work environment. They love it. I was on. We have a we have a site that's like thirty minutes from here or so, and I went out there the other day and on a Friday, and the supervisor was like it's yellow shirt day on Friday. She's like, so that's what we do. And I was like, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Yellow shirt day on Friday. She's like, we make sure that they're that all of us have our yellow shirts like clean on Fridays because you know, she like this particular person has been with, with the company. Like how Kelly's been here. Oh, geez. Uh, probably for like 15 to 18 years, 15, wow. 18 years. And so she's proud to wear it. She's like, yeah. super proud that she has it. So they, yeah. And like, they were, um, one of our cleaners, um, He's also been with us forever. Um, he was like, you didn't text me that picture of all of us in our yellow shirt. I want to share that on my Facebook. That's great <laughs> marketing for yeah. us. And yeah. it's and it's so, and it's it's free marketing. It's great marketing, but it's also an incentive. And it's like a bit of pride. I love it. I love it too. Yeah. yeah. I love it. We just started it. Want to like, it just makes them feel good. And like, regardless, I guess regardless of marketing, obviously that's a bonus, but to be able to like provide them with something that, you know, some of our people really don't have a lot. Um, so to provide them, you know, and show appreciation, not just through word of mouth, but to physically be able to give them something and then then be that proud of it is special. It's special. Yeah. The other thing too is like, again, we were talking about the generational thing. And unfortunately, and, and you know, I could be way offside here, but unfortunately, like the, when we're doing our hiring, the younger generation is really, um, is really that we, we, we jump jobs a lot. Mm-hmm. This person, this person can offer me this role so I can hop to here. I'm going to stay here for two years. And if this doesn't work out, I'm going to go over here. Whereas our parents generation. And one thing that I really appreciate from like a hiring perspective, like people do people find a job that they like that, you know, brings them a lot of joy and, and they stay with it for 10, 12, 13 years and that's a pride thing and they want to show that off to you know yeah. their followers and their social media community and their family and their friends so i think that that just you know that little like recognition of you've been with us for five years like way to go um that that goes a long way because they're they're very proud mm-hmm. you kind of just hit on something that is hitting every industry right now some new terms quiet quitting 
um, things like that where people are, are, are just, you know what, I'm just going to do my requirements, my bare minimum. And, you know, if the time comes, look for something else. How can the industry, especially, um, you know, that are seeing those challenges, what are some solutions that you that you think that you guys could provide, um, you know, moving forward to help kind of alleviate some of those those issues with uh, maybe the younger generation uh, doing that? My gosh, quiet quitting. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, the quiet, like, it's, it's very, the quiet quitting thing is really challenging. You, yeah. you can, you can set someone up and then they just like literally float away and, you know, Man. ghosted. Yeah. It's like, we went on a first date and then never to be heard from again. Like just <laughs> absolutely ghosted. Um, I think that following up with your people is really important. Like, it is for sure. Like, and, and also them, them knowing that, that you're there for them. Um, and that you can create a relationship with them is really important. Um, and also them understanding that if they want, there is a next level for them. There is growth if they yeah. want it. Other than that, I don't really feel like there is, there is much. You just kind of have to like go all in and have your fingers crossed and hope that the, you know, the, the people that you hire work out at this point, because we don't really have like, there's no like you rhyme only, or reason yeah, as to why you can only control yeah. the controllables. You can only take things so far, yeah. um, and you that, can only do so much. But I mean, as long you know, if we're on if we're on this end of the screen, following the proper, like the you know, offering the training and the layers, and then following up, you know, we and I say both of us really want the best for the people that work for us, but mm -hmm. they also have to want a little bit for themselves as well, and yeah. and that you know. I can, I can tell you, you can do it. And I can coach you through the, the cleaning bit. And, but at the end of the day, you also have to like want a little bit for yourself too. Absolutely. And if you want for you, we want for you too. I think this has been really insightful, especially to seeing the differences, uh, whether, you know, you guys in Canada, there's different issues here. And we, we talked about that in our, in our meetup. And I think it's been very interesting and informative for, for everybody. Cause we do have a lot of listeners in Canada. So it's nice to hear the issues that you guys are having, how you've been able to resolve them and are continuing to work to resolve those and, and spin it into a positive. So Chris, Rachel, I appreciate you guys taking the time out of your schedules. I know it's been a busy week for you guys to come on the show, discussing hiring, your strategies, your successes. How can people find you guys online, that social media I talked about? Where can people follow you and, and see your guys work? So we are um, on Instagram at Imperial Cleaners. I think it's just Imperial Cleaners or Imperial Cleaners LTD. You can find I think us. it's LTD, yep. Yeah, there we go. And you'll find um, that like beautiful little crown logo there that we just upgraded. So you can just click on that, click follow. Um, and we try to post like once a week. Um, we'll do like little like fun um, story polls where we'll say happy weekend. Like, you know, what are you doing this weekend? Mm -hmm. Engage with us. Um, we'll always engage back. In addition, you can find us on Facebook um, forward slash Imperial Cleaners. Um, and then our website, which is actually really beautiful. Go have a look over there. It's imperial-cleaners.com. Yep. Yeah, there we go. It is a state-of-the-art top-notch website. That was the first thing that kind of captivated me in was, okay, you can tell when a company takes pride, not only in their work, their marketing, and their website. And that caught my eye right away. 
Thanks, Tim. We love that. That's great. (laughs) Absolutely. I appreciate you guys taking time and look forward to hearing the feedback from our listeners. That will complete this month's edition of the Business of Cleaning podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Also, be sure to leave us a five-star review and your comments from everyone at Janitorial Manager. Our guests here, Chris Cunningham and Rachel Moyer. I'm Tim Clagg saying so long. Until next time.